I feel like I just got that question from someone the other day of like, what would be your birth song if you could pick any song? And I was like, I mean, I feel like the go-to is like Push It by Salt and Pepper because like yes. a lot of people use that Push one, but I'm like, good. you know, I did see a TikTok where it was, it was a TikTok of a lady. She obviously had an epidural because she was about to push her baby out and just super calm, but it was like the dad <laughs> was in there and the, his mom was in there and his brother, I think was like in the background and they all were like rapping. She was like singing that song. It was really cute. Epidural <laughs> is life. I tell you what. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Oh my gosh, it is full on holiday season. Christmas is like, what, two days away? One day away? When is Christmas? I don't even know. It's crazy around here. Yes, it's crazy. I agree. But I feel like I have like Christmas songs in my head. I got the Christmas spirit. It's just like, I don't know. I'm excited. I think the kids are really excited. They understand that it's like happening any day now, even though they don't have like total understanding, like the concept of time. But they're like, every day they're like, every day they're like, is it Christmas? Is it Christmas? You know what's so funny is we've been doing those um, chocolate advent calendars. Yeah. And okay, so my children every morning wake up and want like a popsicle or chocolate or candy. Like that's, but it's just ridiculous. Um, I blame it on my parents, uh, popcorn candy shop, but I've been like, it's been an excuse for me to like not have the tantrum for the no chocolate because they get to open, you know, a day and they get a piece of chocolate first thing in the morning. So like, I'm the best mom ever. Right. And, uh, I'm not looking forward to like the day after Christmas because no more chocolate, no more chocolate. (laughs) Like, what am I going to do? Like, this has been the greatest excuse ever to keep my kids happy in the morning, and then I'm out. Like, no more chocolate. Go play with your new toy. But I want a chocolate. Like, I know what's going to happen. Maybe I just do advent <laughs> calendars, like, all year. <laughs> we just keep counting down every month. Starts over in January. Oh, it's funny. I don't know if you saw the video of when we went to go see Santa, but Tanner was asking, like, Emmy, what do you want for, for what are you going to ask Santa for? And she was like, a dolly and something else. And then Tanner goes, Brooks, what are you going to ask Santa for? And he goes, candy. <laughs> you can ask for you can, candy. You're oh like, my gosh. It's so sweet. Candy. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Come to my parents' popcorn shop. They have so much candy. I have now when we go there, I have to limit. I'm like, you get one piece of candy. Like, because they'll yeah. just eat it all. Uh, that sounds like as much as like as magical as that sounds like Brooks in that store. Like, oh, my God. That oh would my be gosh. like he'd be like he's like elf, you know, I want to live off the four oh, groups yeah. of elves. Candy, yes. candy canes, candy corn. And syrup. is it maple syrup? Maple, maple yes. syrup. Oh, my gosh. That movie is so good. I was watching something. Um, Will Ferrell was talking about making that movie and he was like, he was like, I had no idea it was ever going to be hit. He was like, I felt so stupid, like dressed up like a giant elf walking around <laughs> New York City making this movie. And I was like, this is going to flop. And oh, and then the it's best. like one of like it's one of our favorite Christmas movies for sure over here. It's a classic. I mean, he's acting like a five year old in it, but that's what makes it amazing. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Even we were in the car yesterday. And oh, what is that song they sing? At the very end to like get the Christmas spirit. You better watch out. You better not cry. Um, So that started playing out. 
And she started singing that. And my mom, and she was like, Bella, do you know this song? She's like, oh yeah, that's on Elf. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. It's so funny. Yeah, that's on Elf. I was like, oh yeah, that is on Elf. Um, do you guys have any like that's holiday, so well, besides Elf, like holiday movies that you like keep on? Do you like, I like to keep like the Hallmark channel on because it makes me really happy during the day. But do you like watch, oh. do you watch Christmas movies? Um, I mean, like, I feel like I rarely watch anything that's not kid. So I feel like we watch, we watch the new Grinch, not the one that's kind of like scary for kids, I feel. The Jim Carrey one is honestly kind of scary. He's like very mean. I like the Grinch. Also, we saw this man the other day and Mrs. It was like Mrs. Claus or something. I didn't really get a picture of her very well from my driver's seat, but there was a convertible and this like looked exactly like the Grinch and he was just like driving. <laughs> I don't know. Bella was like, the Grinch is the, that guy has a Grinch shirt on. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I look over, I'm like, oh my God, that's a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I love all the old movies. So I, I love like, um, white Christmas and holiday Inn and, all, I, I don't think I've ever movies. seen Holiday Inn. I, I mean, White Christmas is like one of my favorite movies of all time, but I don't think I've ever seen yeah. Holiday Inn. You would like it. If you like White Christmas. Yeah. Do, do they sing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like the same vibe. I need to watch it. But I love all those movies. Yeah. Um, are you like a Christmas vacation person? I... Used to my parents used to watch it all the time, and as a kid, I yeah. hated the movie. I was like, "This is stupid!" Mm. Like, I hated it. I thought it was just like I also have a really hard time as like a highly sensitive person watching bad things happen to other people. Oh, it like happen and it just continues to happen. To yeah. Me. So it's that's like, like, yeah. So it's really painful for me to watch because I'm like, this guy can't get a break, no, and I so. Can't. It's so hard, which is the humor of it, right? But it's really hard for me to watch it. Like, I can't watch... um, It's like Larry David. It's like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Or or like, um, what's the... Meet the Fockers? Like, what's the first one? Oh, yes. Uh, Like Ben Stiller. Like Yeah, whatever those movies are. Because literally everything bad... Meet the Parents. Mm -hmm. Everything bad that could happen to him. Uh, And I'm like, this is a nice man just trying to show that he loves this woman. He's just trying to win the parents over. Oh, yeah. So it's like, that's how like Christmas vacation is to me. I'm like, this man just wants to have a nice holiday. And then, oh, God, Eddie. (laughs) He just, he's just, he's just really trying to make his family happy. So uh, it's real. those are hard for me to watch. I feel like there's the diehard like Christmas story people and then like the diehard like Christmas vacation people. I do not like a Christmas story. I've never liked it. I I, I think it's really bad. I can yeah, I can watch it, but somebody uh, out there is like, what? I, I, right now. I mean, it's epic. I'll watch it, but it's but not I, my favorite. Yeah, I don't really want to watch it. Um, but I'd rather watch The Holiday. Like, I'd rather oh watch like a rom com. I don't know. Is yeah. It's so good. It's, so, it's like. Or Love Actually, Christmas. like Christmassy, yeah. good yeah. vibe romance yeah. movies. Yeah, those are really good. Oh, and Jude um, Law. I mean, who doesn't oh want to watch Jude gosh, Law? Oh, gosh. Jude Law. Ugh. Especially his like character it? in that movie. I'm like. His character is so attractive. Right? I know. <laughs> um, Annie has that wit. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking the other day. I was like, gosh, I saw um, hair later in life. And I'm like, because he has such curly hair. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's he going to do? Like, is he going to hate me later in life? Because he's like, oh my gosh, I have the curliest hair. But then I was thinking about like Matthew McConaughey has very curly hair. And then I was like, Jude Law has very wavy hair sometimes. Yeah. And I like kept like coming to all these people. And I was like, that guy has like Nick Dreamy has, like, he's got wavy hair. <laughs> I was like, so silly. Oh, but I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> men with curly hair or wavy hair. Um, But you guys... Since it's the end of the year, we're going to throw back to one of our favorite episodes and guests we've had on this year, Liesl Teen. She's the expert um, labor and delivery nurse. Uh, she created Mommy Labor Nurse Community and website that offers courses and tips for expecting mamas. And we thought we would share that with you again because we just love her so much and we got so much out of this episode that we thought it would be fun for you to either revisit it or... Um, to hear a new episode with us today. So when we come back from a break, we will be uh, talking to Liesl Team. Hi, Liesl. We're so excited to have you on today. We have so, so many questions for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yay! When I saw it, when I saw your name, I got really excited because Sound of Music is my favorite movie of all time. Don't ask me to sing, but yes. <laughs> mine too. We're gonna ask you a lot of other things, but we cool. won't ask you that cool. <laughs> unless you have some like labor and delivery song we don't know about. No, <laughs> haven't made one of those up yet. So I mean, could be a good idea, a good calming tool or something. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, there are so many. I feel like I feel like I just got that question from someone the other day of like, what would be your like at the end of the podcast? They were like, what would be your birth song if you could pick any song? And I was like. I mean, I feel like the go-to is like "Push It" by Salt and Pepper because like yes. a lot of people use that Push one. But I'm like, good. you know, I did see a TikTok where it was it was a TikTok of a lady. She obviously had an epidural because she was about to push her baby out and just super calm. But it was like the dad <laughs> was in there and the his mom was in there and his brother I think was like in the background and they all were like rapping that song as she That's was amazing. like he, they started beatboxing and she was like singing that song. It was really cute. Just, just like really the baby's funny. crowning. She's like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was very cute. Epidural is life, I tell you what. (laughs) We get tons of questions from new moms, pregnant women, nervous about what to expect. So what is your best advice for somebody who is going soon to give birth? Yeah, there's so many, right? I mean, I wish I could just say, like, learn everything that you possibly can. But really, that's kind of my advice is do (laughs) as much education as you possibly can before delivery. Um, So that's what we're all about at Mommy Labor Nurse is providing as much info as possible out there in a fun way where it doesn't feel like it's super boring to read and look at. Because we know that there is just so much out there and you feel so, so overwhelmed um, as, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been a first time, have two boys. So I've been a first time mom before. And I just know that, you know, there's like, I mean, you're like, okay, I got to start thinking about birth plans at this point. And I got to start thinking about, you know, gestational diabetes test at this point. And I have to start and it's, and then you get to the end when you're in your third trimester and you're thinking about, you know, okay, let me think about my registry and my baby shower and my, you know, doing the room and like, oh yeah, I don't even know if I, what are the options for pain? Do I get an epidural? Do I get that? There's like so much stuff. So we have a really, really great, it's, it's, we really should have an app, but it's like emails that we give people every single week of like what to expect, 
in this week of your pregnancy. This is what you can expect this week. This is what's coming up. Like these are some blog articles that we read. These are some podcast episodes that I did. These are some Instagram posts that, you know, you can look at. Because I think a lot of times people even come to my page and they're like, oh, this is like so great, but I don't even know where to start because there's like so much out there. So that's purely like my best advice is just know that it's overwhelming, but just read as much as you can. I see so many first-time moms go into labor, go into birth and and come away – come away from it and say, man, I was just like, all of this stuff just happened to me and I was completely blown away. And I had no, you know, I I wish I had done this. And then their second birth, you know, they're, they're thinking, they're looking into other options. Like we have so many moms who, you know, say they had an unscheduled C-section and they're like, I wish I had known X, Y, Z. So I could have, you know, prevented this. And then they do a lot more education the second time. But yeah, education, that's what we're about at Mommy Labor Nurse. So Yeah, I think that's great because we were kind of, Carly and I were kind of talking about how like it can feel very overwhelming, especially as a new mom, but to be, and to kind of, we were saying expect the unexpected when it comes down to like labor and delivery, but being informed can feel so empowering, I feel, especially when you, you've never been through it before and it's, it's something that you're just like learn, you, it's kind of like a learning as you go, but when you're informed, you at least have that base and i and you can make your own choices. And I feel like that's just like trying to empower women to be, to be able to advocate for themselves and make their own choices and know, know what their options are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, I totally agree. We, agree so much that we have a couple different birth courses and we try to teach about all the different options because sometimes you fall into a trap of like, okay, like I've had people who have gone come to my page and sent me messages about, okay, I took this super natural, natural-based course, but then I ended up getting an epidural and I felt like I was a failure because of it because I took this really, really great course about going natural and I really wanted to, but then I changed my mind and I just you know, changed my mind during birth. I wanted to get an epidural and I felt like such a failure after I took this course. So we're like, okay, I'm going to, we have, right now we have two different kinds. So there's one that's like for someone who really, really wants to go natural, but we also tell you about epidurals and about other pain options. Then we have one for moms who are like, epidural, that's my, that's my jam. (laughs) So we, I give them that information obviously. And then we also have a section in there um, uh, it's called oops, I accidentally went natural, I accidentally went unmedicated because that happens as well. And we have moms, I was going to say, yeah, uh, we have plenty of moms who, I mean, even with first births, it doesn't even have to be your second or your third birth that they're like, okay, I'm super set on my epidural. I'm there. We call they're married to their epidurals, like no way we're doing this without. And then they go so incredibly fast, like you did, Jane. I know you had a baby <laughs> in your closet. Um, They go so incredibly fast that, oh my gosh, what do I do now? And it's like super crazy traumatic. And we want to avoid that too. So we feel like if we give information about everything, then even if something happens that's not according to your plan or what you were, you know, set out to what you envisioned your birth was going to be like, you can come away with it with hopefully not trauma um, because you were informed. So that's what that's what we're all about. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to go the unmedicated route, but I definitely yeah. did not want to have a precipitous labor in my closet. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was not the plan. And I know that happens to a lot of women. That was very validating for me was um, I found a community of precipitous, like women who had precipitous labors and it was, I still experienced some trauma, but um, it was very validating. Well, and I mean, that's good that you speak on that because I know some people, I'm sure you've seen these comments of people saying, oh, wow, you went so fast. Like, that's so amazing. Like, what a crazy birth story, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but I mean, can you imagine? Like, I'm just imagine. I haven't had that happen to myself, but I'm imagining it going so fast that I couldn't even get out of my house that it would just, I mean, how do you not come away with a a bit of trauma from that, you know? So it's like, I'm sure you saw all of those comments and had feelings about Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, people all the time would say like, oh my God, you're so lucky you had such a fast labor. And I was, and I was like, oh yeah, if you only, if you only knew what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> but birth yeah. trauma can show up in any Absolutely. shape or form, like whatever it is for you. I've, I've learned that too, as so many women, but I think being informed kind of helps with those things. Like, cause you can understand maybe what's going on with your body. Whereas like, I remember my mom, when she had me, she was really young. She was 21 and it was very overwhelming for her because she didn't know even really what was happening. And she said she had no idea what like the nurses or doctors were doing. And she just felt very just like, which is why I'm using the word empowered. She felt very small. Like she felt just like she had to. Like taken um, advantage of. Yeah. And just had to deal with what circumstance she was in, I guess, you know, instead of like, she just felt like she didn't know what was going on at all. Yeah. No, I've heard that from a lot of women. Like I have a good friend. She, she helped me go through the first like version of my birth, birth course. Like when I was videoing it, like on my iPhone in my bedroom. Um, so she helped me like just go through it and she doesn't have any kids. And that was one of the things that she said. She was like, wow, after I went through it, I didn't realize that you actually had, had a choice in, in a lot of these things. Like she, and her name is Michelle. She told me like, she's a huge fan of Bachelor. So she was like, if you say my Hi, name. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> she's like, if you say my name on that podcast, like I'm going to go crazy. So I was like, okay, I'll do my best. I do my best. So she's a huge fan of you guys. But anyways, that is what she said after she came through because yeah, I mean, I think you, I, I mean, it's it's good to trust your doctor and your provider, of course, but a lot of people don't realize that you do have choices. You are in control of your situation and it's super, super important to find, I mean, like with the utmost importance to find a provider who you trust and you feel like hears you, listens to you. But yeah, at the end of the day, you have choices. You don't have to do just what you know, your provider always 100% of the time says. Was there anything that shocked you, not shocked you, but you felt differently about after having birthed your own children and gone through the process yourself? Yeah, totally. So I went unmedicated natural the first, both times, but the first time, and I felt like I had a lot more empathy for people, first of all, just going through labor and giving birth because, wow, it hurts. (laughs) And I could just empathize a lot, a lot closer with my patients. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it just helped my practice overall, being able to, being able to empathize with your patients because you've actually been through it is, I mean, there's, there's so much value in that. I know 
plenty of labor and delivery nurses that I work with who don't have children who are fabulous nurses, like some that are older and like couldn't have children and they are fabulous, fabulous nurses. But there's just a piece of it that's a little bit different. So I would say that that was a big part, big piece for me is being able to really, really empathize with my patients. Not that I wasn't before, of course, but it's just different when you've been through it yourself and you say, I know what you're going through. I know it it does. You know, this is, this is probably going to happen next. This is probably going to happen next girl. I know it is bad, but you can do it. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel you like that transition where you're like, you're like, I've been there. You can get through this. That's like definitely the hardest part. I you feel. go a little, you go a little like crazy eyes at the end. <laughs> it's okay. You can call me a B word if you need to call me a B word or you can call me whatever you want to call me. It's okay. I mean, I've, that's, that's, I, I've talked about that before too, is like, you know, early labor is like, you're kind of smiling, you know, okay. Like these hurt, like I'm excited that I'm in labor, but like these hurt. Okay. And then active labor, you're like, okay, this, like this doesn't hurt anymore. You're like, you're getting a little bit more serious. Like jokes aren't really funny, funny anymore. And then transition, <laughs> you're like, like crazy face, like, Whoa, like, Whoa, like I'm almost done. <laughs> so yeah, you people I go a little bit crazy. I don't understand you natural label labor people. <laughs> I, I just, I think why Carly, like, that? Carly said she was making jokes with her doctor the whole time. Oh, yeah. We were just chilling. I mean, that sounds great, too. Like I said, if I don't think there's a third baby in the future, but who knows? But third baby, I, I'm I, even with second baby, I was very curious about what an epidural w- birth would be like. And now, like if there's ever if there's a third baby, which, like I said, I don't think there is going to be, but there is one. I think I would very much contemplate it the next time <laughs> because like. You know, I've done it. I've done it twice now. Like, okay, well, we'll see what the other side is about. I just don't know if you did it once and it hurt so bad. Why do you do it again? What is that inside you that says like, this go is ahead, a good Jade. idea? I'll, go ahead. <laughs> for okay, so for me, it is like it is the like the most intense, f- painful thing, but it is also the most like fascinating for me it was spiritual it gives you almost like it gave me almost like a high like it was yeah. like you're so much so much so much in pain and, and you're not and your baby's here and you're just like oh is this what like people say when they have like a runner's high I mean I also of, don't yeah. run kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> because someone the other day was like in the middle of running like you get this euphoria and I'm like that it is no sort of but that then way. that's like running you're running though <laughs> it's sort of that way because you're still hurts yeah you're still running because your body is producing all these hormones. Like your body is designed to produce all these hormones while you're going through labor. So you're feeling like the oxytocin. You're feeling like, you know, there's some adrenaline. But you're also like – you can feel your baby move. Like I could feel like when I, you know, when I went into transition, you can feel your baby crowning. You can feel everything. And to me, like that was just so – Like grounding. amazing. Yeah, yeah grounding – unlike anything else I'll ever experience in my life experience. So for me, that's what was worth it, it you know. And then after the baby comes out, it's – you don't think about the pain. It's gone and you have your baby. And and just like it is with an epidural, you know, your baby comes out and you have your baby and it's just that moment. But I don't know. I just – I was like I have this – so many chances maybe in my life to experience this and I just – being me, it's, I just wanted to It's just feel so it. interesting how people are so different. Yeah. No, it, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody's It's a different. total like personality thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I no, wonder totally. too what the 
What is the percentage of people that do like epidural that breastfeed or don't breastfeed versus like the people that do natural labor and breastfeed and don't breastfeed? Because I do feel like it's almost like maybe what it seems like you have this connection with your baby while it's coming out and you chose to have like almost this connection with your baby as it's coming, which I chose not to have, which mm-hmm. I also didn't even breastfeed for very long. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm sure there is some sort of connection, but like with my birth with Brooks, because it was traumatic for me, right. I actually totally didn't different. feel the connection. I, I felt very disconnected from Brooks. And so um, my breastfeeding experience was really hard with him because of, I had postpartum depression and it just, I didn't have that experience, but I did have that with my other children. So I think it's just circumstantial also, but probably yeah, a lot of personality. Probably. I have a question that I feel like people have asked me a lot and I never can give them a straight up answer because like, I don't know. I just like, well, one, I got an epidural Two, Like, I don't know the answer. What are you supposed to do when you push? How do you know the right way to push? Yeah. So it kind of depends. So if you have, if you don't have an epidural, you usually know when it's time to push because you get a lot, a lot of pressure down there. And it's kind of, I mean, I would say there's a couple different ways. Like some people like what's called open glottis pushing. So you're just kind of, you know, working with your body and not being directed by anybody and using a lot of, you know, your mouth is nice and open and you're screaming and you're just, you know, working with your body, pushing down your baby. Um, now with an epidural, that's probably why you're asking me this question because with epidural moms, a lot of times, you, you know, you still feel pressure, but it's a little bit harder to feel exactly how to push your baby down. So with epidural moms, you still can do that open glottis pushing and, you know, try to push with your body the way that your body is telling you to. But with epidural moms, I usually, usually do directed pushing with them at least to start. Um, So that's just, you know, I'm saying, okay, when you feel contraction, because usually with an epidural, you still can at the end feel contractions, not painful ones, but you feel that pressure mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, you definitely feel so- a little if bit If you remember, yeah. yeah. Some people don't, but most people do. Most people have, you know, a good working epidural is when it's it's working well enough to control your pain, but you're still feeling the pressure of baby's head and you're able yeah. to still move your legs around a bit. But they kind of feel numb. You My legs felt like sacks of sand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they feel very heavy. You can't yeah. feel temperature changes. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So with pushing, a lot of times, you know, I'll have a mom and she just got an epidural and she says, oh, I feel like I have to poop or I feel like a lot of pressure down there. And I check her and she's complete 10 centimeters. And so then I say, okay, so what we're going to do, the next contraction, when you feel contraction, you know, you're going to get your legs back. Or if she's on her side, you're going to get one leg up. Or if you want to push, start pushing on your hands and knees. If I feel like baby's in an odd position, I might start you know, pushing with her on hands and knees or in a different position. Um, so we start pushing and I say, okay, you know, get a leg back or get both legs back and take a big deep breath in and hold it like you're going, like you're jumping into a cold pool. Um, because a lot of times what people say, what people do is they say, ah, ah, and they don't, you know, they don't hold, hold their breath with that guided pushing. So it's not, you know, with open glottis pushing, with non-directed pushing, can push however you want. And a lot of times you're success- successful with not holding your breath and you push your baby out just fine. And I say, just work with your body, push how it feels good. Okay. But with yeah. moms who have epidurals, sometimes they need a little bit more guidance. They need to hold their breath some to really, you know, work in the right spot. So I say, okay, 
you know, take a big deep breath in, hold it like you're jumping into a pool of water and bear down like you're pooping. So we want to, you know, push as hard as you possibly, you know, hard as you can. We're going to try and hold that for six to 10 seconds and then breathe out, breathe back in. We do that about three to four times with each contraction. And, you know, we kind of see what works. If that position's working well for you and you like pushing like that, we keep going as long as baby's descending and coming down. If it's not working so well, Maybe we go onto your side. Maybe we go onto your hands and knees. We try a dif- different position. Maybe we try some non-directed pushing and you just kind of give like little kind of slow grunty pushes. Um, but yeah, everybody's a little bit different. But I would say that's probably the most popular way to Is push. it common for hospital births to do different positions? Like I only ever knew the position with like my legs up where you're kind of like sitting up. Right. Yeah. So I think the trend is we're starting to be more informed about um, doing different positions during pushing and during delivery is good for mom. It's good for baby. Um, But I would say generally, yes, most hospital settings, they people are still pushing on their backs with their legs back. Now, what I would say to that is I'm not super anti push only push on your back only do directed pushing. You know, some some people are very like, you know, don't ask you have to make sure to tell them not to push on your back. Okay. That you know, that's fine, but I'm more like if you're comfortable on your back, like I was ve- even without an epidural, I was very comfortable pushing like pretty much on my back or kind of a little bit on my side. So that's what I would tell moms is like, okay, you do have other options, but you might find that it's like pretty comfortable to push on your back and it's pretty effective. Now, I think there was just a study that came out not too long ago that said that if you have an epidural, it's actually, you get a lot more, uh, it's a lot more effective if you're pushing on your side. So we're starting to see that a little bit more become the trend. But yeah, I think it's just, you know, still years of that's the way that it's been done. And that's the way it's been taught in medical school and when we go, you know, right. in rotations and everything. So it's just breaking that trend. So, but I would say, yes, unfortunately, to answer your question, that that is still, still the common position. Yeah. I figured that, but I didn't. So, but like hospitals that are allowing you to do like more like different positions is, I know there's like peanut balls and stuff. Is that something that the hospital would provide? Or if you were like, I want to like, you know, see what feels comfortable for me and try different positions, do you have to bring your own peanut ball? You usually don't have to bring your own peanut ball. Most hospitals do have those if they have them. Um, what is a peanut ball? Oh, yeah. I don't think I have a picture of one. So a peanut ball is like, you know what an exercise ball is, like a yoga yeah. ball? It's basically like that material, but it looks like a peanut. Should oh, could, okay. So what is it supposed to, what does it do? Yeah. So a peanut ball is great because it, uh, what we do with them, they're great for moms who have epidurals. Good. If you want to try it, you know, without an epidural, that's fine too. But they're really, really great for moms who have epidurals. So what we do with them is we'll get you on your side and put that peanut ball, like kind of sits perfectly in between your legs. So it gets your legs kind of like open and relaxed. So it really, really helps get that baby engaged into your pelvis and helps with dilation. 
because uh, uh, yeah, because a lot of times what we see is you know mom's maybe stalling or slowing down a little bit after she gets an epidural, and it's just because baby's in kind of a little bit of a funky position. So getting turning onto your side and then getting that peanut ball between your legs to help open up your pelvis a bit a little bit more can really help baby turn a little bit more and help push you know get baby you know right in that right spot so so you can dilate a little bit quicker. But to answer your question, Jade. Um, most of the time, no, you don't have to bring your own peanut balls. I'm blessed that I work at a really big hospital, so we have a lot of resources. But I would counsel moms, you know, if you're not sure, a lot of times if you ask your OBGYN or your midwife, they will know if the hospital that you're delivering at what kind of tools that they have. And then they can, you know, say, oh, actually we don't have XYZ. I know you want XYZ. Make sure you bring your own or, oh yeah, we do have a bunch of peanut balls. No problem. Like we can hook that up for you. Oh yeah. I was just curious because I've seen that become more of a common theme is, um, a lot of the Instagram accounts that I follow that are like yours, um, show like peanut balls. And I think they're kind of a cool tool. Peanut balls are great. Um, Another thing that we, that I like to do that's almost exactly the same thing as a peanut ball. Sometimes, sometimes we only have like we only have like five or six peanut balls on the floor. So if they're all being used at the same time, the same position is is like it gives the same benefit. If you just get on your side and put the stirrup, put one stirrup on the side, and then just put your leg on top of the stirrup. Oh yeah. So it's like the same kind of position. So that's perfect. So you don't have to have any anything else. You know, it's just part mm-hmm. of the bed. So. Interesting. You yeah. guys are so smart. We try. <laughs> you know, we try. <laughs> okay. So where can we, all the new moms out there, find your courses? Where can we find you? Where can we get all of this information at our fingertips? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. So I'm at mommy.labornurse on Instagram. And I'm usually on my story every single day. We do Q&As on the weekends. And then my courses are just at mommylabornurse.com. I also have a podcast of my own. That's the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast where people can connect as well. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. I, I've i learned. I've had <laughs> hospital births and I learned things today. It's Yay. very exciting. That's always my goal. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you so, so, so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks. So we're so excited to incorporate a new advice segment called Dear Mommies. So many of you guys DM us and call us asking for advice, and we want to get answering all of your questions the best we can. This portion of our podcast will always be kept anonymous. You can ask us any advice you have from pregnancy to mom life, dating, co-parenting, even friendship questions. Um, Our Dear Mommies segment is presented by NHTSA. Okay, so let's go with question number one. Hey, ladies, did either of you have babies who didn't warm up to dad at first? If so, how did you change that and how long did it last? My three-month-old doesn't want to be held by anyone but me. And if I ask my husband to hold or watch him to give me a break, the baby scream cries until I take him again. I'm not opposed to letting him cry a little in a few months, but right now when he cries, he just screams. Oof, that's hard. That makes me sad thinking about that because that's hard on every everybody Everybody. mom dad and baby (sighs) yeah I mean I definitely can relate to this I feel like all my babies have just been like mommies babies but I feel like it's natural you know they they know your scent you know they know your heartbeat you're their comfort 
a lot of the time, especially newborns, I don't know when the age is, but they don't associate themselves separately from you yet. So That's they so interesting. Yeah. So they think that like, like they call it like the, the, the mommy baby, like, I don't know what you call it, like, but they really think that you are one person. So when they're separated, I guess it kind of makes it, you know, like maybe a natural explanation that they just feel like they're separated from their own self. But I do understand moms need breaks. <laughs> yeah. Moms need showers. Dads need bonding time. I feel like that's yeah. really important. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I feel like my advice would be if your partner is up to it, is to baby wear. I feel like baby wearing has so many benefits. Yeah, that's really smart. Baby wearing kind of gives them that feeling of being like snug and next to the heart and makes it feel more womb-like. And so maybe that would be something that would be comforting to the baby. Plus, I will say Tanner does not know how to hold a newborn. He is one of those guys that's like the awkward hold. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm like, what are you even doing? (laughs) (laughs) But still third baby and he's still the same way. So I feel like I will put the baby carrier on him and help him get a baby into position and that helps him so much. And it's a way for him to like – not feel so overwhelmed as well because it's overwhelming for dads too when yeah. they can't they can't comfort their baby and so I feel like get a baby carrier if you don't have one give it a shot but also know that I feel like it's sadly kind of natural that a baby just really wants to be with mommy the whole time but it is such a short period so hang on because I know hang in there it really t- it will pass and then you'll look back and be like how is my child three and a half? What? <laughs> I don't really have any advice for that. You gave great advice. I Evan was like a hero newborn dad. He had done it before and he knew what he was doing and I didn't. So, I mean, he really, he was like super dad. I really lucked out by having someone there who was a super duper baby lover and who had already had experience where I hadn't. So like my kids loved him. I feel like almost like the same way they loved me. I don't know if that makes any sense. But no, I I felt like in our situation, it was I mean, he like took him for he took them for half the night and then I took them with with Charlie. We kind of flip flopped. Just uh, sounds heavenly. Uh (laughs) It was not bad. It was not bad. Um, I also think that like I know maybe this is crazy, but like wearing a shirt that smells like the mom, like something that smells like the oh, mom's yeah. scent, you know, like yeah. that might help swaddling, kind of like what you do for like sleeping, like swaddling, passy if they take a passy, yep. Yep. anything that'll try to like help discomfort the baby yes. with like its sensory. But also newborns, they don't, ha- they can't distinct, they don't have distinct cries yet. So everything is just that. Yeah, that really that sad. one. Oh, gosh. oh my gosh. My that neighbors just had a baby like a week ago and they sit in their backyard a lot and like that leave their back door open. And when we play out in the backyard, which is every day, you can hear, you it. Can hear it. And I'm like, oh, God, I remember that cry. It's like Aww. the little, you know, that little bitty baby sound. It's like, That's like so loud. But it's, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember that. Oh, man. Okay. Advice number two. Do you want to read this one? Yeah. She says, I'm having my third baby in three and a half years. 
I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) This one is a big surprise and I'm terrified. My second baby came in April 2020 just as COVID lockdown hit. It was a a terrifying experience and he was a colicky baby. My husband was treating COVID patients. I had no help and I had a one-year-old. The thought of going back to baby zone is terrifying. I'm actually traumatized, I think. Any advice for making the third a good experience? I'm speaking post or I'm speaking postpartum. Thank you. I mean, you get this. You had a baby so quick after another baby and it was also a surprise. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad like saying this now, but like at the time when I found out I was pregnant, I was very upset (laughs) just because of like where I was mentally and um, how little my kids were. And then we were having a third unprepared and then COVID hit. Right. So I totally understand this experience, this position. I think it's really important what I've learned which I know is so hard, but to have your people, to have, you know, they say it takes a village and I think it's really important to have a village and however you can access that, even if, if you have the resources to pay, you know, doulas, um, babysitters, nannies, whoever, you know, you need It's like moms cannot do it alone. And I know so many of us do, but it doesn't put us in a great position and having these many little kids, you really need to like still be able to take care of yourself because if you take care of yourself, then you're going to be able to be a better mom for everybody and happy mom equals happy babies. So I think just trying to find your people, the people who love you, the people who know will give you support and to communicate to them that you need it. You know, like My mother-in-law is a really great resource for us, and it was really hard for me to let go of a lot of things and accept her help, but I've learned to have healthy boundaries and um, use her when we need her, and without, especially without her, like, our lives would be so much more difficult. So I think just, like, finding finding the people you can lean on and relying on them more than ever, like, they're going to have to, you just tell them, like, I really need you in this time of my life, especially postpartum. Yeah. When the people like our parents who are helping us now get really old, we return the favor. (laughs) (laughs) And we help them. Right. And then we help them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, okay, so your oldest is like getting old enough now to like get preschool. Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. So that might also be helpful. Find like a really nice preschool or Montessori school or something that you know that like your oldest is actually having fun and like making friends and socializing. And then you at least kind of have two to take care of as opposed to like three all the time. It might just help to have like a little bit of like even a break from one kid to not feel so stressed. Yeah. I think like something that's really helped with like Emerson too with us is she at that age, they want to help. They want to be active participants in your household. Yeah. So having her just kind of like having your child just kind of work with you through your daily tasks really helps, you know, like we're going to be doing this today. Hey, I mean, can you, you know, hand me this? And she, she's always what she wants to be doing what we do. So she she finds, I think, a little bit of her own identity in some of that, but it also helps like take some of my stuff off of of my plate, you know? 
she's very good. She, obviously, she's not like changing diapers and stuff with Reed, but she's very good when I need her to like help me. Yeah. Can you go grab this bottle or can you go grab a can you go grab a diaper? Bella will bring me a yeah. diaper. Yeah, yeah. Or wipes or whatever. That does definitely help for sure. Yeah. And don't feel guilty about screen time in those first few months yeah, if you, you need know, it. It's going to be okay. So you got to get through. So some days if your three and a half year old has watched three movies. Then it just is like that and it's it okay. Just, it just is for the moment. And just know that grace and compassion on yourself and you got this. You got this. You really do. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Paid for by NHTSA. You guys, thank you so much for listening to Mommy's Tell All. Remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We love you so much. We hope that this holiday season is just the greatest one yet. And you're just feeling very loved as a mom and as a woman and all of the happiness and all of the good vibes coming your way. I hope they just, they just latch onto you and just stick and make you feel great. Yeah. And this is your reminder that we love you. So if you're out there and you need a little love in your life, we love you. Thank you for listening. Again, happy holidays, and we will see you next week. Bye.